Right, I'm gonna keep my chin up. You are keeping your chin up because you, Ray, are on <laughs> Sister Strong, a podcast about possibility. I'm your host, Betsy Wiersma. We are doing this podcast and video series to share ideas, insights, and experiences for people standing together for health and happiness. We are all about possible, and these are ideas for your toolkit. Today, we are so lucky to share her beautifulness, knowledge, her incredible resources for all of us, uh, the amazing Ray Xander Palermo. And the crowd goes wild. Whoa! I was saying I'm going to keep my chin up for a number of reasons because it looks better on the video. There you and go. we need to keep our chin up in general these days, don't we? <laughs> we need to keep our chin up. Well, um, so I was blessed to meet Ray through our great friend, Justine, and she's been a speaker at Camp Experience. She's a co-creator of our Global Sisterhood Network, Stu, that we're working on. So many great things are going down, but she is a, really has been producing content in the podcast format and in digital radio format for, gosh, over a decade. And we're so lucky to have you here today to share some tips about Things from your new book, um, the last self-help book that you'll ever need, and um, also just some things for people today. So, Ray, tell us a little bit about yourself and give everyone a perspective of where you're coming from. Sure. So I've been, as you said, in the podcast world for about 12 years. So I was in it when it was not cool, where people are like, what's a podcast? But now, explosion. Yeah. So happy happy to be on, on this uh, wave. But I've been producing content, um, both kind of in the corporate world, but also in my metaphysical world. So I've been producing a show for Unity, Unity Online Radio, Unity.fm, for about five years. Um, we just recently renamed it The Last Self-Help Podcast. The Last Self-Help Podcast is also going to have a book, and uh, we're going to be eventually, when things uh, shift a little bit energetically, a tour. And really, The Last Self-Help Book is and podcast is really about understanding that all of our answers live within us for our perfect life, for the wife that we came here to live. But there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of belief systems that we've picked up. There's people that we've been, you know, influenced by. And so the book is really about, first of all, admitting I was a self-help junkie. <laughs> and I was buying every book and going into every webinar and always seeking, going to seminars and just not really ever kind of getting what was right for me. And even though everyone was super meaningful and very authentic, what I really discovered is that my answers, what I'm here to do, really live with inside of me. So the journey is inward, not outward. So I stopped buying books, stopped going to, you know, all the different places and really decided that I needed to quell the noise of my mind, get into that small, quiet silence and really connect to my inner being, my God self, my Christ self. There's so many names for it, but I think we've all experienced that thing that is beyond our personality, right? And so I started to gather all these channels, these people who connect to the broader knowing and started to get and glean information on how we can make that inward journey on a daily basis. How do we figure out what's right for us? And it has to do with emotional guidance. It has to do with thought focus. It's kind of all the best tips and tricks from the metaphysical and quantum universe that we gathered together and made a book and a podcast. So I'm just happy that there are 
you know, ways, they're principled ways for us to go through these times, these challenging times as we kind of go through this crazy um, 2020, um, that there are, are, are practiced in true ways that we can turn within and know exactly what's right for us. And, and that's been a big part of this next journey for me um, is, is really looking at a way to reach people who are ready to, to go inward. Wow. Okay. So everyone's like, okay, I want what she's having. I want what she's having. And of course, everybody, you know, wants it fast, but um, let's start with just unpacking that a little bit. So um, we're all in a space of new, right? Things are new, things are different. So um, let's talk about like, let's pick three things. Okay. So pick three things that are out of that whole amazing toolbox. And we cannot wait for the podcast. We cannot wait for the book and we cannot wait to help you with the tour all three of the above. So let's have everybody start. How do we get to a place to quiet ourselves to begin this process? So one of the most important things is to remember that your focus matters. Consciousness in, consciousness out, right? And so even though we have to be responsible citizens, are we calibrating, are we connecting to CNN or Christ consciousness, right? Or our inner being. So we want to be stewards of what's going on. We are in the physical universe. So we want to be able to heed, you know, the protocols to take care of ourselves, to, to kind of be in the world. But the majority of our time, we have to remember that our focus matters because what we think and how we feel is not only impacting our body, our immune system, our ability to respond to whatever's going on, our physical agility, our energy, but also we have to remember that there's a bigger picture going on right? There's what's happening in what I call the muggle world. I'm a big, you know, Harry Potter fan. There's the muggle experience and then the wizard experience. And we all are wizards, but some of us have just forgotten. So we want to remember that our focus is the majority of the time we can have our short shout, we can get upset, we have to know where we are emotionally. We don't want to put a happy face sticker on an empty gas tank, which is what um, one of my, my mentors and, and channeling friends, Abraham, would say. We want to admit where we are, but we have to remember that where we go next is really important because it not only affects what shows up in our life, but how we impact the world. So I really, um, I am more of a caretaker in where my thoughts and my focus is going. And I do, um, I'm, I'm more of a disciplined thinker. So if somebody, you know, like somebody sent me a text, oh, you need to listen to this. And my gut, my internal knowing, again, this is that inward journey, said, you don't need to hear that. But my mind said, oh, you need to know, you need to be responsible. You know, my kind of ego self got involved and I listened to it and it was completely not for me. It, I had to unpack stuff. I had to deal with all this information that was completely cluttering the noise of my mind. And I knew that my gut had said no, but I didn't listen to it. So it's really about when, when things come in, check your gut. No, and that's really how God speaks to us. That's how source speaks to us is through that emotional knowing, but we've, you know, we overthink it. We then do pros and cons and we kind of do this thing. So really go on your intuitive knowing on what you should consume and not consume and then focus there. 
I like 80-20. 80% of the time I'm focused on what's possible. I'm focused on the fact that I know that everything always works out in the end. I focus on the fact that we're a little blue marble zipping in space in the universe and the sun's still coming up and the crops are still growing and all is well in that broader perspective. And so that's where my focus is gonna be. And again, I don't beat myself up when I get sucked into the muggle mire. Right? right, where I start to respond and get worried and fearful. I, I really honor that part of myself. But number one, my focus matters. And we are all conscious creators here. If you found this podcast, you are more than likely <laughs> in on the knowing. Right. So I now take my focus seriously and I'm disciplined about what I'm thinking and where, where I'm really putting my attention. Yeah. And you know, I've noticed in life, I'm here in my later 50s. Thank you. Um, it's like curate versus collect, right? Mm -hmm. You curate thoughts and people and experiences that stand with you, uplift you, you know, support your light, support your mission, your purpose, instead of collecting all the friends you can find, all the ideas you can find, right? All the hoo-ha. I am, um, you know, people say, oh, you have so many this, that. Actually, I have a very, very tight-knit, small group of intimate people in my inner circle and a large circle of people I serve and care for. However, I've curated very carefully the thoughts that go into my head. And I laugh because I don't watch movies where kids are kidnapped. I don't watch drug lords killing people. I don't do that. But my husband loves those kind of movies. And I just say, I can't, my soul doesn't choose to put even a movie of that into me. So I totally get, so maybe you could all think about that. Like, what are you curating in your most precious collection called your soul and your heart? And how are you surrounding yourself with words and deeds and people and input to um, support you 80% of the time and keep you positive? So awesome tip number one. What's number two? We can't even wait for number two. So really, I think I, we want to step back and understand how reality gets creative. And, I, and I'm not really talking about my, you know, hold on one sec. My boys are in the background. Um, so... I, we really want to think about how reality is created. And I'm not just talking our woo-woo spirituality stuff because you can, you, you know, I've been studying the metaphysicians for years, years, years about how consciousness creates reality. But that's a little woo-woo for a lot of folks. But let's just talk about quantum physics, what we know in the quantum world on how this energy that is all around us actually pulls in to become physical, become, you know, actual material. And how and, and the fact is that contrast, things going terribly wrong, is actually serving us. And that sounds crazy on the surface, but when you understand how we create reality, it makes a lot of sense. We tend to get up against what we don't want, really shoot rockets of desire of what we do want, and then get in alignment with what we do want. So this is how contrast is serving us. So when someone's nasty, we want them to be nice. And now we've shot into the universe the idea of a nice, kind world. But now, in order for the metaphysics to come through, we have to align with kindness. We have to be kindness. We have to think kindness. We have to act on kindness. And then kindness will be attracted to us. But the contrast was important. If you think about the evolution of human existence, it was only when the molecule ran out of oxygen that it moved to the land. It was at its brinking point. I want more. And so it started to breathe air and the human experience evolved. The actual molecular experience evolved. So 
my second thing is just don't be afraid of contrast. It's serving us. Even when it's as big as it is right now, even with, when it's as, as global as it is right now. And we're creating um, Abraham, which is Abraham Hicks, many of you may know Esther, also says that, you know, we're creating this vortex of potential. It's in the metaphysical. And our job is obviously to be in this contrasty world and then bring in what's been asked for. But see, that's the key. In order for, to make it physical, we have to align with what's asked for, not what's missing. So oftentimes when you have friends who are fearful or complaining or even depressed, one of the things that I do is while I'm lovingly listening to them, I'm calibrating to what they're asking for, not where they are. So if they are, say, fearful about money, I'm calibrating to their prosperous, true, whole self that has everything they need when they need it. And while they're telling me what is now, I'm calibrating calmly, non-verbally to what they're really asking for. And then whenever I think of them, I think of them in the vortex of what they've asked for. And I know that that's how we create the new world. That's how we bring heaven to earth. So without the contrast, we don't get clarity on what we want. So settle down. When stuff goes terribly wrong, it means that it's going terribly right in what's coming. And I continue to go back to that sort of metaphysical mathematics and get excited about what's possible and what's coming. And then how can I align with what's coming and not calibrate with what's here? I, that's totally so interesting. And I, I'm just a translator. So just to say it in a different way, it's, you know, like what you focus on attracts. So if you have a friend who is focusing on what's now in fear, you, at least whether they can do it or not, you as their friend through it's standing for believing for thinking about praying for their possible, we can stand for, for like everyone in what is next and what is possible. And even just use loving language and, you know, our intention to say, I hear you and, you know, right. together yeah. we will see what is next because there well, will be a next. Well, the worst thing you can do to somebody is say, I'm worried about you. Yeah. And I know that sounds crazy because we're like, well, doesn't that mean that I care about them? But when we worry, we say, God is not in control of your life and therefore I need to help you or I need to end. Like when we worry about those that we love, what we're saying is, I don't believe that you're a divine being. I don't believe that you have inner guidance. I don't believe that you're divinely perfectly where you need to be. And that just really is unsettling. Um, and it's not the truth. Right. So I never worry about people. What I do is I um, start to open up in my own self who they really are. And I think that's really kind of the third thing that I, I want to highlight today is let's remember who we really are. You know, we have sort of this um, two-headed monster, as Abraham likes to call us. You know, we are divinity. We come from God's source. We are 99.9999% non-physical. We have the small part of ourselves that kind of spit out into this physical experience, having the contrast and the planetary experience. But our true self is aligned. It is always 100% with God lovingly aligned. That's really who we are. Now we've built a lot of compromise selves along the way through belief systems, through experiences that we've had, and we feel totally justified in those compromised consciousness, right, of who I have to be in order to survive on the planet. So I often like to say, just remember again, you know, you are truly divine. 
you come from God's source. And the fact that you're here is such a miracle. And if you just stop and really take that in, it's such an amazing experience to be physical. But we all know that that's not the whole story. And so when we have negative emotions, fear, doubt, worry, what we're doing is really calibrating with the compromised self. So when we feel fear, when we feel worry, what's happening is your true self is feeling the opposite. And that's why you are disconnected and feeling the negative experience. So negative emotions are a great friend. They're fantastic because in the moment when you feel the negative emotion, what you have to remember is that your true self, your high self is actually calibrating the opposite, which is why you're feeling negative emotion. The truth is you're prosperous. The truth is you're healthy. The truth is you're aligned. So I really, you know, continue to remember as I have my daily experience Am I coming again from that true, divine, Christ consciousness self, or have I slipped into the compromise? Have I said rules and things that I have made true and therefore going to live the booby prize of that compromise? Because right. <laughs> right. we're creating say, either you know, way. That's right. I always say you make up you know, <laughs> your own story, so might as well be a good one. Yeah. Might as well be a good one. And I love to say um, worry is creating a not nice word that hasn't happened yet. Right. So like, you know, why create that? Why not just live in what's possible? Well, Ray, everyone is just going to want more and more of you as I always do. Tell them how to find you. So we have a couple of websites, the last self-help podcast.com and the last self-help book.com. You can also catch us on the Instagram at last self-help. And then our email, if you want to get directly related to us is last self-help at gmail.com. So um, you can also find our podcast, Last Self-Help Podcast, on unity.fm, and we're just getting ready to publish our next season. So I look forward to connecting with you all. Awesome. Well, I know we could go on forever, but we can't at right now, but we will. We will continue to create great content with Ray Xander Palermo, one of my favorite people, is what I'm saying. Thank you all for listening to Sister Strong, a podcast and video series about possibility. And you could really hear that today. We're part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network of women sharing uplifting ideas and connections. Please share these helpful messages and insights and positive energy with others who could benefit from standing with us to lead a happy and healthy life. I'm your host, Betsy Wiersma.